Bibi Fahodier, welcome to the African Liberation Media Podcast. Media solely focused on the liberation and empowerment of African people. I'm your host, Gullah Jack, a.k.a. Russell Swilly. Let's get to it. Good evening. This is the African Liberation Media I'm here with brothers Amos and Makaru. We're here to create tension in the mind. We will drop numerous F-bombs, F-bombs for facts. We are here to challenge the dominant ideology, the prevailing notions, and the conventional wisdom as it relates to a multitude of things. We have an election coming up, so much to do, so little time. People are enamored with this MAGA Jesus. (laughs) You will die because of his sins and negligence. Neo-Nazis, proud boys is what he endorses. I wonder what the king of the Jews would have to say about that. And I'm speaking to you evangelical people of European extraction and you evangelical Negroes. And of course, related to MAGA Jesus, Ice Cube has been in a controversy. We're going to talk about power. Power, of course, emanates in many instances from the masses. Power is based on fear. The question becomes, what can you do to make those in power fearful of you? Here with Macaroo and Brother Amos, I am Gullah Jack. Gentlemen, take it wherever you want to take it. This is the African Liberation Media. Uh, Bibi Fahodie, Hotep African Family. Again, if you're new to the show, definitely subscribe. Uh, you can listen to our podcast. Uh, but you also subscribe to our YouTube channel to get the latest videos that we release. This week, Ice Cube was caught up in a firestorm because of the comments that he posted on social media in relation to his willingness to talk to the current president of the United States, Donald Trump, and what he came up with in his document called The Contract with Black America uh, that was written uh, primarily uh, by people who assisted him like Dr. Derek Hamilton and in this contract he outlines it's a 22 page contract where he outlines uh his demands or the demands of uh black people um in what he calls the contract with black america he came out uh, and he said that you know he sent this out and both parties contacted him and uh the democratic party in so many words said um you know this is good but let's talk after the election the president of the united states said uh let's talk and let's let's see what we can work out that was pretty much his comment then everybody turned and tried to turn him into a trump supporter i saw an interview where q went on cnn and initially like the mainstream media always does before you even come on the show 
they try to turn you into a hypocrite. Oftentimes, you'll get ambushed with things that you said in the past or things that are not even relevant to the current topic as a way to discredit you before you start. So when Chris Cohn opened up the interview, he played an old clip of Q rapping about how Donald Trump should be arrested for his collusion with Russia. And then he, in so many slick words, tried to say that there was a pivot and now Trump was working with, uh, or Q was working with Trump. And I don't know how many people caught it, but Como also you know, opened up the, the floor, addressed an ice cube as brother. Hey, brother, how you doing? Cube uh, quickly corrected him and he said, hey, Chris, you know, I don't like how you led with the conversation. And a lot of the things that you stated were misleading. And he came out and defended himself by saying, by stating that. You know, I'm not a Trump or Biden supporter. I'm willing to speak to anybody that's in power. He's the president. And I'm willing to talk to him. Anybody that's a leader across the world in any nation is willing to sit down with any other leader of any other nation. That's why Donald Trump can go and meet with uh, the president of uh, North Korea. So even when we look historically, when we look at different aspects of history where people have met with leaders who a lot of people don't agree with or groups who a lot of people don't agree with because of what we conceive to be their racial ideology, what we have to understand is that when you're, when you're talking about um, power or demanding something, there's situations where you have to sit down at the table and discuss things with people that you necessarily do not agree with. As soon as Cube came out and stated this, um, it almost seems as though the Democrats pushed a button or told uh, Puff Daddy that it was time for him, you know, to come out. I don't know if it was a paid act or if. If, if if he if he's just that enthusiastic about the Democratic Party, but it, it it seemed to me that it was so quick and so fast of a response as an alternative to what SQ was saying, a fear of people supporting Donald Trump, that that they pushed that button and gave him that check, and he came right on out there and danced like they told him to dance. Mm. Um, Ice Cube, you know he has always uh, said some controversial things in the past. Um, you know, he has his history with the Nation of Islam not being a member, but working with people like Dr. Khaled and others. And this is what I always say in regards to uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump, at least to me, is not a true Republican. When you look at Donald Trump, he is a person who saw the failure of Ross Perot, another billionaire who tried to run independently for years and never could be elected as president. And he knew that in order for him to become the president, he would have to hijack the Republican Party. And in doing that, 
There have been many other Republican presidents, former presidents, uh, excuse me, um, former presidential candidates like Mitt Romney and just other Republicans in general who never wanted Donald Trump to be the president of the country. Because even though people look at this as a bipartisan thing, that both the Democrats and the Republicans oftentimes have the same goal, which is the advancement and the sustainability of the white power structure that's called America. So Donald Trump is to me, an individual who's now in their party. Many black people hate the Republican party uh, because you know, the history of the Republican party in the last, I would say at least 80 years, you know, especially many of us in North Carolina, we know about Jesse Helms. Many people in South Carolina know about Strom Thurmond. So we have a hatred, a deep hatred for the Republican party. So I can understand, you know, why people would never vote Republican. And, I, and I'm definitely not telling you to, uh, to vote either way. But what I am saying is that if you have somebody in a position no matter what they say in regards to how you feel emotionally about racism, bigotry, or what have you, we have to mentally be strong enough to to have our position and be able to fight for what we want no matter who the current leader is. And at the same time, not emotionally tie ourselves or connect ourselves to any leader on either side. The same way we feel about Trump is the same way we should feel about Biden. And that's the secret of the game that's called politics. You can't get emotionally be emotionally tied to one party or one leader uh, as long as that leader is a, is a representative of the United States. We have to look at those people the same exact way. Take our position and make our move for power um, based on what's right for us and not focused, not being focused on hoping that one of these candidates are going to be the lesser of the two evil and, and that they'll, they'll uh, eventually improve our conditions. The work has to start with us first. Um, so one of the things that Cube touched on in his... Uh, and his contract was dealing with, you know, entertainers and the work that they do and how it needed to, it needed to change, especially a lot of the negativity that is produced, the negative content that is produced um, that keeps black people in a hopeless and negative state. Uh, and, and that's something that we've been saying for many years now, uh, not, not only on this, on this platform, but a lot of black people in the, in, in the, quote unquote black conscious community have been beating that drum for a while and one of the things that we did um, recently was we created a uh, petition on change.org and you can go and view it uh, as a matter of fact we'll put up a link to it on our on our uh, we put it up on our Facebook page we'll also post it on our website too, so you can have a direct link I know sometimes it's hard to just scroll through Facebook and find stuff but Essentially, what this is calling for is the ban of the N-word on social media. Now, a lot of us, we 
don't consider this to be a big issue and some of us have an affinity with the word but when we talk about disrespect because of a term that has been used historically to dehumanize and commit genocide on African people a term that's often uh, falsely attributed to terms like Negus or other terms like Naga from other languages which in you know etymologically that's just not true if you talk to any real qualified linguist um, I don't know any of them with that that will attest to the word coming the, the n-word coming from the Amharic word Negus uh, from Ethiopia as many people try to falsely claim and you know we've talked about that in the past and we can do another program on it which we probably will do going forward but I think it's important for us to eliminate people having the ability to openly and publicly disrespect if, it's, if you choose to use the word or listen to it in your music and and uh and things like like that then you know that's not that's out of my control that's your freedom to be able to do that but at the same time if you go on social media and you call somebody a, a negro your comment will be blocked but if you call somebody a n and we talking about n-i-g-g-a if you call somebody that word on social media that comment will remain no matter who uses it if a white person a white kid uses n-i-g-g-a towards a black person that comment will remain and the word is the same word as n-i-g-g-e-r now many people will try to debate you on that and i'm pretty sure some people that's listening to this uh will probably be upset with what I'm saying, but if you look at it historically, it derives from N-I-G-G-E-R in a Southern express context. That's just basic etymology. Now we can, we can uh, try to come up with a pseudo history and fantasize about how it came from something great in the past, but we have to be historically accurate and we have to be truthful and we have to understand that this word was never a word that was used in a historical context in a positive way for African people. I know in the modern times now, people would try to say that there's something positive about it. But to me, it's not positive, and I and I feel as though we should not allow uh, these platforms to continue to allow it to be used. Now, many people say we well, just get off of the platform. You're right; we could get off of the platform, but at the same time, we can also demand that it be abolished. So, if you want to support the petition and sign it. We'll be posting it on our website, AfricanLiberationMedia.com, the direct link to it. Go and sign the petition and share it with other people. And let's see if we can get enough signatures to uh, get these platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube to, uh, to ban this word's use. They have enough algorithms that they can detect 
anytime that word is typed in and automatically ban it from being posted. Arshay, and like you said, the hypocrisy is that uh, the person uh, used the word used the word Negro, which we we often use uh, to distinguish uh, between conscious and unconscious people. Uh, we use it as a, a derogatory uh, designation, uh, and that. The word Negro, his comment was banned, but the people use the N-word and it, and it wasn't. But definitely, I uh, signed the petition. Um, you know, going, going, back to, going back to Q and uh, what he's titled, A Contract with uh, Black America, very, very uh, similar, at least in name, to the 2006 document uh, published by Tavis Smiley and Dr. Cornell West called a, a covenant with black America. I, ha I haven't reread the covenant to see how, how much uh, of uh, similarities they are. I, I would imagine they're quite, you know, the documents are probably uh, very similar. What covenant have they ever kept? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a whole different issue. I mean, that's why, yeah. that's why you're going to talk about power. Yeah. But in terms as a as a reform document, uh, you know, I think uh, the scholars that uh, Q organized, you know, covered all of the bases and they have some positive things in there, such as um, uh, a new constitutional amendment, which reforms the 13th Amendment that allows that doesn't ban all slavery. You know, it bans all slavery except for people who are committed by uh, who have committed a crime and that's how that's how we now have a prison industrial uh, labor complex um, you know there are very positive statement on the black family saying that it consists of a man a woman and a child and it talks about the uh, damaging impact of uh, fatherlessness that 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 is had on our community it calls for teaching black history 365 days a year. So, I mean, there's just a, there's, there's a lot in there, uh, abolishing uh, private prisons. Uh, what else? Debol uh, abolishing uh, mandatory minimums and uh, sick Willie Clinton's three strikes law. Um, just, uh, you know, quite a few things in there that I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, zero interest rates, mortgages, um, they picked up on uh, Senator Booker's uh, baby bonds uh, proposal, $1,000 in government funds for each child born in America. This would be all children, but it increases for, you know, children that are born in poverty. So, I mean, there are, there are a lot of positive things. The bottom line, I think what happened, uh, as Brother almost said, I think Cube is really being criticized for thinking independently, for not being one of Biden's lapdogs like most of his celebrity cohorts, for breaking free of the Democrat uh, plantation. And of course, anyone who uh, does this is immediately put in the same category of Kanye West, Candace Owens, and uh, you know Trump's lapdogs. So I mean, that, I think that was that was the main thing that caused people to jump on them. That plus the fact that so many people have been uh, seduced uh, by this fear of the greater evil. 
that uh, they have designated uh, Donald Trump as. Uh, people consider him to be the absolute worst president in U.S. history. You hear people talking about he's an existential threat to our democracy, <laughs> as if such a thing exists. Uh, you know, those those kinds of things. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, come on, Andrew Jackson, <laughs> be, be serious. Well, I'll uh, say this is one thing ahead. I'll say is that if if Malcolm was alive today, he would meet with Trump. If Dr. King was alive today, he would have met with Trump. If Marcus Garvey was alive and had the ability to do it, I believe he also would have met with Trump if he had if he had the opportunity, if it was a, something that beneficial could come out of it. So would they have criticized Dr. King the same way for meeting with Dr. Trump, with uh I call this dude a doctor, he's not a doctor. For meeting with uh President Trump. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, had King met with Trump, he would have been uh criticized in uh my opinion. Of course, you know, we know that King's popularity among blacks, uh nineteen sixty eight, you're talking about uh, nearly 60% of African Americans found him unfavorable. 77% of African Americans, uh, I'm sorry, 77% of white Americans found him unfavorable. Now, I watched a film here recently, Dr. King, Man in the Wilderness. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so we're talking about King uh, being critical of a Democratic president who had previously. Um, Signed the Voting Rights Act, Civil Rights Bill, etc., and then hypothetically, if he meets with Trump, you know, uh, he would have been um, found dis uh, disfavorable. Uh, my my problem with Trump, and this is not an endorsement of Biden, is that uh, you know, for me, climate change is not theoretical; it's real, and we have uh, killer storms. Uh, one after the other, you know, just emanating off the coast of Africa, coming up through the Gulf Coast. Uh, it poses a real dam a, a danger. I've seen some of the danger uh, a year later after uh, Hurricane Michael, but they're playing Russian roulette in that you're talking about a nuclear installation plant, Turkey Key. It's just a matter of time before one of these storms hits uh, this nuclear installation plant. You know, Trump ask, acts as if, you know, this, well, I mean, he's anti-science. You know, you talk, you know, not an endorsement of Biden, but you're talking about him being influenced by the evangelical community. And I've seen pictures out in Dallas, North Carolina, of Adam on the, riding on the back of T-Rex. This kind of stupidity, man, that uh, has and I, formed I mean, much of... I agree. I feel like that that is the... The type of person Trump represents is the white person that is willing to do whatever they whatever it takes to make the most profit, regardless of what the effect that it has on the planet. Yeah, now, absolutely. You they, know, Biden well, I, and others, they just ahead. legitimize it in other ways. They talk about climate change, but during the Obama administration, the United States government still dumped their uh technology pollution on the African continent, just like every other administration did. Uh, these things that what, 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 what the European wants to do is, is legitimize their behavior. Donald Trump is exposing a lot of their bad behavior and they want to cover it back up. 
But they yeah, essentially, yeah. a lot of the things they do is essentially a lot of the same things that Donald Trump does. Now, like you said, the climate change thing, I mean, any person in their right mind would be able to see that, that that, that, that is a, a severe problem. Yeah. But in regards to the leaders meeting with, with the president, a black leader, if a black leader goes into a meeting with the president and comes out and, and black people get reparations, if Donald Trump was the person to sign that document, what would black people say? Be the first in line, you know, to receive, <laughs> you know, whatever form that uh, reparations take, uh, you know, hypothetically, no doubt about it. I mean, you got black people who have endorsed this guy based on a $1,200 check. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I hear that on all the radio. And the other thing is, is his tone, man. Uh, you know, his, 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 I think his tone is not an endorsement of Joe Biden again, okay? Uh, in his tone encourages the killing of the usual suspects, and that's true. But I'll say this: I'll say this, Jack. When you understand the enemy that you're dealing with, and you start to look at not not each individual, but the race as a collective, Mm -hmm. in regards to the white race, and and you understand the imminent threat that they present to black people, whether they're quiet or whether they're loud, that threat is still the same. And it has always been the same. Me personally, uh, when people like Trump speak their thoughts openly, yes, sir, it provides even more motivation to fight harder. When people are quiet and they shake your hand and they smile in your face, and then you find out that that same person is the cause of your genocide. Yeah. That's more stifling because you go into a situation with your guard down. Yeah. I would rather black people be in a position of having uh, all full awareness, mm-hmm. even though we shouldn't need any more examples based on the history. Yeah. But it seems as though we're still caught in this in this deep sleep in this spell of thinking that collectively we can trust these individuals. We and should look Bobby at, Wright addressed that. Bobby we should, we should look at both that. sides the same, exactly the same. Yeah, and then you know, in that equation, you have to also include the black misleadership class. You know, so what if you uh, paint in the street uh, below Trump? tower black lives matter and then you just invest in an oppressive system Mm -hmm. once again we're still talking about style over substance you know as it relates to many of your mayors uh bowser muriel bowser mayor of dc uh who offers better than whites a rhetorical ethic but in reality uh butchers those systems that maintain black oppression. Of course, we've identified this, uh, uh, this, this, the transition of white supremacy when we discussed uh, Neely Fuller establishment uh, uh, maintained, uh, expanded in the refinement aspect of white supremacy being the most effective form of uh power as it relates to our detriment power being most effective when it goes unnoticed 
And the clear example of that is some of the individuals you identify, Slim Shady, uh, Obama, Biden, uh, Clinton, you know, and the whole uh, list of characters. And I think this is segueing in perfect to your to your topic you want to discuss on power. I know, well, I know we know, talk, I know we got to cut you uh, short, Bob and Marco. Well, one of the things but, that uh, uh, brother, um, your, one of your brothers from South Carolina, Chancellor Williams, talked about was the plan. Mm-hmm. If it starts with us, you know, let's start with the plan. Amos Wilson has a plan for empowerment. Mm-hmm. He recognized uh, the significance of um, the plan is written. Uh, by, you know, the brilliant historical scholar, Chancellor Williams. Uh, Destruction of Black Civilization, 4500 to the present, which every family should have a copy uh, of this. Um, you know, one of the things that Wilson talked about was that when we, would, when we changed our behavior, in examples he uses is uh, the Montgomery bus boycott, when we changed our behavior, mm-hmm. The system, right, wrong, or indifference, changed almost overnight. Mm. See? So, uh, you know, that has to be an element in terms of um, what we do as far as uh, bringing about change. We cannot change this, uh, what tribesmen of the Northern Atlantic, so we have to change our relationships with him. You know, just something to consider. Um, it, but, I, I mean, be it Trump or Biden, such a sordid history. You know, it just the initial reaction is that you're being used as a prop. Mm. Once again, during election time, mm. this has been the um, historical modus operandi on the part of both parties. Mm-hmm. You know, as it relates to us. Uh, so I, I can understand a high level of suspicion. And I agree with you. The suspicion should be um, evenly. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is we should be equally as suspicious of, of one group as we are the other. Yeah, I think that that's, that, that's what you have to make clear. And I also like, Baba Makaru, what you opened up with earlier when you called it a reform plan. I think that's very important yes, to sir. let people know the difference between reform and liberation. Can you touch on that? Thank you. Yes, well, you know, we have, you know, our history in the United States, the history of Africans in the United States, you know, is a history of looping between uh, vicious cycles of oppression and exploitation and incremental reforms. You know, we've said this many, many, many times, uh, you know, from chattel slavery to the reforms of Reconstruction to American apartheid to the reforms of civil rights to the new Jim Crow. And now people would suggest that the solution would be more reforms when the solution is really what Dr. King said and where do we go from here, you know, was was needed as a radical reconstruction of the entire society because as he said you know america is a deeply racist society and its democracy is you know flawed and you know this this is this has been proven over and over and over again but how you know how do you 
you know, even if even if you look at it from the perspective of reforms, you know, one of the things that I one one comment that I made was that uh, Cube's problem is that he represents no organization involved in a mass movement. Twenty one year old H. Rap Brown representing SNCC was part of a group of civil rights leaders who met at the White House with Lyndon Johnson after Bloody Sunday in 1965. They had the power of a mass movement behind them. Cube is out there on his own. He has no power to negotiate anything, but I admire his, uh, his orientation despite his isolation uh, because, you see, once again, everything is about, you know, having the, the capacity to define reality. Mm-hmm. And so they immediately say, oh, Cube is in bed with Trump. Cube is making deals with Trump. Blank, 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 all of this kind of... He presented his plan, and, you know, we can talk about, you know, why, you know, what his motivations were, you know, why did he think he had any kind of authority to do that or whatever, Uh, maybe because no one else was doing it. But the Democrats looked at it and said, man, we got your vote on lock. We don't need to we don't need to make any phony promises. Y'all gonna go out and vote for us because we have y'all uh We you got know, Kamala in, Harris. In, huh? They said we got Kamala Harris. <laughs> we we got Harris, you know, we got you know <laughs> we got we got you know, we got Obama. Oh, you know, I mean, so you know, we got y'all we got y'all locked up. And so we don't have to deal with you. We can ignore you and treat you the way we've been doing. This is why Malcolm said you're a political chump. And the Trump administration, for whatever reason, looked at it and said, "Okay, maybe there's some things. Obviously, they don't have any highly intelligent black people giving them any kind of advice. So they looked at it and they picked some things out. They said, uh, "Okay, uh, Cube's plan called for uh, naming the uh, declaring the the Klan as a terrorist organization. Trump said, "Okay, the Klan is a terrorist organization. He put that in his plan. Uh, true, uh, Q's plan called for making Juneteenth a federal holiday. Now all of this is symbolic, okay? Mm, Trump said, okay, we'll 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 make Juneteenth a, a, a federal holiday. True, uh, uh, Q's plan called for you know uh, all kinds of uh, you know federal uh, funds and uh, different types of things. And Trump said, okay, look, we'll the government will provide you know forty billion dollars or what you know whatever the amount of money you know he came up with. So. But but Q was smart enough to in one interview that he did he said now you know anybody can make promises and he Come said on. what he said what I told them was if you're serious about this why don't you announce an executive order and mm-hmm. and, and 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 make some of this stuff real right now I mean so so you know the brothers being you know uh, lambasted and uh, vilified. <laughs> And demonized because he decided to break free from the Democrat plantation mm-hmm. and said, you know, why not? Why not put this position before uh, whoever? And, and, and uh, another thing, as, too, is uh, when people as, say, as, uh, as I almost said, I mean, uh, certainly uh, if if Nixon had been the president, mm-hmm. they would they they would have sat down and talked to Nixon. Mm-hmm. Of course they would have. I mean, but. But but the difference is when you see you can't negotiate when you have no power. Come on. You I mean you look. 
let's look at Robert Mugabe in Zimbabwe. They signed the Lancaster House Agreement, he and Joshua and Como. The Europeans made some promises. Okay, we'll we'll buy the land back, you know, from the from the white farmers. Now, look, they had they had the African revolutionaries and warriors had white people in Zimbabwe beat over a barrel. They had them, you know, on the precipice of defeat. And they and, and they went howling to their cousins in the North Atlantic and say, Y'all gotta save us, you know, get these black folks to the negotiating table and make some promises, you know, mm. to to keep them from killing all of us. Well, I will and, say Go I, ahead, brother. Go I, ahead. I'll say one thing that they do always fear is the power of influence. Q he definitely doesn't have an organization or or um he may not have a mass movement, but he does possess the power of influence over over a lot of uh, over a lot of black people. So when they see that, especially the hats, they fear that because that's a direct that that's a direct uh, direct um, assault or could be become a direct assault on the propaganda that they're trying to push. And then another thing is when people say, you know, oh it's just election time, you know. Oh, Trump is just doing this for votes. What is your vote for? Is it your vote to try to get something that is going to benefit you? Is is that the purpose of, of voting? Yeah. And, you know, and, 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 and that's a good point. That's a good point that uh, what they fear is the potential mm-hmm. for influence. OK, mm-hmm. because, you know, it is it is, uh, you know, when you look at. Uh, the number of people who supported him, uh, you know, that's significant. And, and in these swing states, you don't need very many black people to not vote for uh, new Jim Crow Joe, you know, and uh, incarceration uh, Kamala to, to <laughs> swing, to swing the election. So, so yeah, there, there 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 is that fear, and uh, that that is that is a factor that um, you know that I didn't that I didn't address, you know, which I which I should have. And you know, on the heels of that, as you said, it appears that uh, because uh, uh, Combs, Diddy Combs, back during the summer, he was saying we should withhold our vote until. <laughs> Somebody addresses mm-hmm. our agenda. Mm-hmm. Well, I, he he didn't put an agenda forth. Uh, Cube had already organized uh, Dr. Hamilton and these other scholars to uh, work on an agenda, so he put an agenda forth. Uh, and so, so then, so then, so then, Diddy to get Cube off the headlines comes out and says that he's endorsing. Uh, New Jim Crow Joe, and he's also calling for the establishment of a black political party. Now, it, if that isn't the, the height of confusion and, and and hypocrisy, I don't I, I don't know what is. But what was uh what I found interesting was that when uh, Charlemagne asked them, "Well, are you changing your position?" He said, "Well, he said uh, Trump is such a serious threat." You know, I I, I I can't tell people not to vote for him 
even though he, uh, nobody, even though Biden hasn't addressed our agenda, uh, I can't tell people mm. not to vote for him. We got to get, you know, Trump out of office. Mm. So, you know, he really made himself just look like a fool. And then he's put in the same he's putting forth the same position we hear over and over and over again. Uh, even Dr. Hamilton, as intelligent as he is, said, well, and I've heard I've heard a lot of, quote unquote, black academics that mm -hmm. some people would think are like really, you know, Angela Davis say, let's get Biden in and then we apply pressure to him. If that ain't the biggest friggin pipe dream. <laughs> How in the hell are you going to apply pressure to anybody without the capacity to influence, as Amo said, or the capacity to go in the streets and make the society ungovernable? I watched a town hall with Joe Biden the other night. Mm -hmm. Now, Joe Biden told Ice Cube, you know, I don't know if it was Joe Biden directly, but the Democratic Party, in so many words, told Ice Cube, let's wait till after the election. There was a transgender uh, woman or man, I don't know, that got up and asked Joe Biden a question. She asked about all of the executive orders and the different things that the Trump administration had put into place that that they say discriminate against transgenders. She, and, and she said, Joe Biden, what are you going to do, do about that? Joe Biden turned around swiftly, looked her directly in the eye and said, it's easy. I'm flat out. As soon as I get in, I'm going to change the law. So he didn't have to wait after the election. He didn't have to wait. He, that was a direct answer <laughs> to the question. Whenever you ask Joe Biden or any of these politicians what they're going to do for black people, it's always a song and dance and tiptoeing and, uh, and, 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 and dancing around the question instead of being direct and saying, when I get in office, I'm going to write an executive order for X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Yeah, you know why? Because... They say, well, we assume the queers are going to vote for us, but we can't take that chance. Mm. You know, uh, or, Trump might Trump might throw something out there, and and so we might lose a, lose a percentage of them. Which I mean, you or know, even bigger, and, and, they queers themselves. Yeah, oh, they queers themselves. So they don't. So they don't even. They don't even. They don't. I, I guess you heard about the new Hunter Biden thing with the tapes with the with the Chinese girls. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so they don't take the chance with no other group they don't take the chance with hispanics they don't take the chance with no other group the only group that they totally ignore that has you know any significance they they uh committed so much genocide against the indigenous people that you know they're so marginalized that they don't really consider them at all but at 13.4 percent of the population they treat us like man Y'all a bunch of friggin' chumps. You're going to line up like Taurus soldiers and vote for us regardless. We we don't even have to worry about So, yeah, I, so I, I can, like, throw you off like that. And, mm. you know, and, and, that's what, and that's what makes makes us just, I mean, really look like. <laughs> when Amos talks about the psychology of self-defeat and self-hatred, I, I, I don't know of any greater example of that other than what black people do every four years or have done since uh, we gave um, Kennedy 72% of the black vote. And, you know, it's, it's escalated for every uh, Democrat uh, candidate since then. Um, Clinton got, I think, 88%. But the interesting thing about, about, about Clinton was that uh, she only got 80% of the black male vote. 13% of black males voted for Trump. 
And 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 I think that's part of what Trump is angling for here with Cube. I mean, even though Cube is not negotiating with them or anything like that, he just put his plan out there. They're trying to take away whatever percentage of, of the black male vote they can. They assume the black female vote is going to line up and vote because of Harris, mm-hmm. thinking that, you know, she's going to be president. But I believe white women are going to turn out in droves uh, to vote for vote for Trump. But look, we'll have to continue the conversation because there's a lot we didn't get to. I did want to talk about the 25th anniversary of the Million Man March, but we can talk about that next week because what I'm I'm just talking about it from a historical perspective and a lost loss of opportunity, even though it was a magnificent, uh, tremendous event. So anyway. Okay. Uh, I want to read something from Ma- uh, Malcolm, uh, Democracy is Hypocrisy. What kind of social is it when a black man has no voice in court, or for that matter, in the political process, has nothing on his side other than what the white man chooses to give you? My brothers and sisters, we have to put a stop to this, and it will never be stopped until we stop it ourselves. This is most relevant here. They attack the victim, and then the criminal who attacked the victim accuses the victim of attacking him. This is American justice, as evidenced by what we saw in Kentucky. This is the African Liberation Media of BB48. BB for ODA. Power or the lack of power. I want to repeat this. Power or the lack of power. If your education in this institution is not about gaining real power, not jobs, because your jobs do not represent power. Not getting elected, that does not represent power either. You are buying your houses and fine clothes does not represent power. If it is not about real power, you are being miseducated and misled, and you will die educated and misled. If your study of black history is merely an exercise in feeling good about yourself, then you will die feeling good. The study of history then must be more than the pumping up of your self-esteem and the pumping up of your pride. Those things are important, but ultimately those things are not the means by which we will save ourselves as people in this world. 